1: welcome to another episode of anchor moms the podcast we have a very special guest uh probably my all-time favorite guest my husband is joining us this is john say hello john what up well (laughs) (laughs) my very cool husband john we're so excited to have you and you are the first
0: anchor dad to be on the podcast how does it feel
2: well, as I said earlier, I wake up every morning waiting for this invite, and it's finally here. My dreams are finally coming true. Hmm. such an honor. Oh my well, gosh, we're glad I'm,
0: to have you.
3: I'm nervous. I'm nervous having you on. Um, John, I've, I am. I, like, <laughs> you are. Articles. I'm like, I've made notes. John, I've known you as long as I have known Ingrid. Um, we should say that you used to be a photographer at the station that we all work at. Um, and so we have worked together. And I know that you are like a perfectionist. You're very professional. And so I knew when you were coming on this podcast that like we sort of needed to get it together. Right? <laughs> Do we not have it together other weeks? I mean, no.
0: Karen, you never even shower. So I don't okay. know that you okay. can, like, I enough enough never, shower. never <laughs> just oh. today.
2: Well, I had like a six hour heads up about this podcast. I don't know how how much uh, perfectionism is well, coming into it on my, my end. You've but. prepared
1: more than me, which is not saying much, <laughs> I guess. I,
2: like I said, I definitely listened to all these on the showers. That's, well, that's pretty good. That's pretty so, good. So,
0: um, Katie, I have a quick question before we get started. Yeah. What do you remember about working with John at the station? Oh, you very oh, You worked
3: with him, right? I Here did, yeah. So, like, I was the reporter, and John was the photographer. And um, I don't know. I just, like, we would talk through stories. Um, you were always really great about making sure that we got good interviews and that we had, like, a good, um, like, good, Lunch. you know a good lunch actually yes that is so true we, we
2: spent some days at homegrown katie yes. i remember that
3: in fact you were the one who introduced me to homegrown which is like this little like i don't know mom and pop shop just up the road here and um it's delicious and they have the best tempeh which might have been the first time i ever had tempeh. of course this was like 10 years ago um but yeah we had good lunches we had good like good conversation in the car um you inspired me to be like a better writer so yeah yeah, i'm gonna give you i I don't i don't usually give the anchor dads props it's usually against my code (laughs) of ethics but today
1: i'm giving it to you
3: you're welcome john can i
1: just say that i also used to be a reporter at at our same station before i became meteorologist and i used to work with john exact
2: same and i hated working
1: with him well but now were you guys together when
0: this was happening or before you were together yes Explain. we were always together yeah
2: yeah you weren't yeah you were in yeah, we were, intern when i met when well I met. yeah
1: oh, but nice, when we were actually working story. together we were yeah we were i mean you know years in our relationship and so john was really good at his job so he like he would like to tell reporters how to do their job uh-huh, a little bit, uh-huh. a little bit better. Hey. And when that's your girlfriend, uh-huh. you don't really want to hear that from your boyfriend, how you're doing your job that, badly.
2: I, we got different analysis just five seconds well, ago. I
1: mean, I'm not saying we, we did good work. We had, we got boards together and stuff. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't probably good advice. I'm just saying, I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> did you guys
2: um, argue I mean,
0: from him? Did you, did you know know how, argue? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Now you know how I feel every time you tell me to do the dishes. Well,
0: mm. that's okay. 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 From the news desk. So, John, do you want to kick us off with the first article here?
2: (laughs) Sure. So, I found... You picked this article. We allowed
1: allowed him to to search and find one.
2: So, I found this article that sums up my biggest fear as a parent. It's called, (laughs) Parenting, Are, Are Parents Responsible for How Kids Turn Out? Yes. So, like, my biggest fear as a parent is like whether or not my kids are going to like grow up and be happy and successful. Like, and I, I don't mean like, I don't care what kind of job they have or how much money they make or like if they have a family, you know, I don't care about any of that. I just want them to be like mentally happy and in a good space. And like the problem with that is there's no like absolute formula to parenting a happy, successful child. That turns into adults like you know we've all seen like the strict parents who have kids that go wild but also sometimes strict parents kids are like in line and then you see like the loose parents whose kids like you know go wild because they don't have any like parameters but then you know some of them also react the other way and that they're you know they're independent and they just have everything together and you know so I guess what I'm saying is you can parent two child two children the exact same way and get two completely different results and that scares me to death
1: well but at the same time you i don't think you can parent the same way to all of your children you know i mean we only have two children but even if we even if we just have two we can use us as an example i think that you are a different parent between kid number 1 than kid number 2 You've learned a lot more by the time you're parenting that second child. You're doing things differently. And I think that's going to change that child and how they react to you and maybe pave the path for the future. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you have obviously the same mom and dad, but these kids are going to end up completely different, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but a lot of what is in this article is saying that you're allowed to kind of blame your parents for your misfortunes in life or your missteps or whatever, which I kind of tend to agree with because I I blame my parents and your parents <laughs> for how we're how we are. I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: Um so I am gonna so this is an article um where this guy is a therapist. It's it's sort of an opinion piece and he says that um people write to him all the time sort of bemoaning the fact that their kids you know ended up in jail, Uh, they have addiction problems. I mean, really serious issues. And basically parents are kind of asking him, hey, like, is this because of my parenting? And he says, no, because everybody has free will. And like, that's, as Ingrid was just mentioning, that's like the beauty of life. So I'm going to say that uh, I don't think parents are, now, I think that there's like certain steps to this, right? Like if you're an abusive parent, of course, that's gonna have an impact on your child. But I'm going to say like, no, I think that kids are responsible. As a human being, you're responsible for your own behavior and your own choices. And blaming your parents only gets you so far. That's my take on it.
2: I think he oversimplifies it in this piece, too. Like, it's you you, you can simply have a successful life if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many like as if you choose to be an alcoholic or like you're like, OK, I'm going to uh, I'd like to go to jail. Like no one chooses that. Like there's so many factors in life, including your parenting that lead to that. Um, and you know, this whole, like, well, just make better decisions in life will be easy. Well, you know, we all have like pressures in life and like, there's so many factors in our lives that lead to our decision making. And like the idea that, you know, you know, it's like, let's use alcoholism as an example. Like, the idea that, like, you can just say, well, if you never took that first drink, you never would have been an alcoholic. Like, come on, we live in a society right. that, where where it's commonplace to take that first drink. Like, you're not you're not a bad decision maker if you take that first drink, right? Like, I don't know. I think you oversimplify. But some
1: people might become an alcoholic and others can have a casual drink is what you're saying. And, like,
2: it's yeah. the same starting point. Yeah, but, like, kind of blaming the person for becoming an alcoholic because they took that first drink, I think is unfair and oversimplified.
1: But can
3: you blame the parents then for somebody becoming an alcoholic? Like no, some of those things and that's are my just fear. like beyond Yeah, some of those things, like this is just sort of like the cards you're dealt, right?
2: Yeah, well, like the alcohol, you know, alcohol, yeah. alcoholism, that's, you know, that's a disease. Um, but like if you end up, you know, in a life of like criminality or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, parenting is a, is a factor in that as are so many other things. And, um, you know, we all make bad decisions here and there. And like some, sometimes it spirals for some people, sometimes it doesn't. And, um, you know, I don't know the whole like free will thing, I think is a little oversimplified and and unfair.
0: One of the quotes I really liked was he said, parenting is an influence which I think is true, but it's impossible to predict based on childhood experiences, the direction that child's life will take. And I think that's a good way to, to look at it. Like, yes, we're one small sliver and we're a part of it. But as we've talked about, you know, we're not the whole thing. We're not going to determine for sure the whole entire, entire um, trajectory of our children's lives. We're just a, 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 an influence, a, a piece of it. Um, You know, and we all have those. I feel like we all know people, right, who you think are great parents and they have multiple children and some of them are great. And then one or two of them turn out turn out to be have have issues of whatever kind. Right. And you're like, how did how how, how did these same parents raise these children who are so starkly different and some are super successful and some maybe not so much,
3: you know. Yeah, there's actually a line in here. He says, dysfunctional people raise functional people and functional people raise dysfunctional people, which I think is what you're talking about, John. Like, it's just, it's kind of like, it's like kind of a scary crapshoot, right? Exactly. Who, who knows what the exact formula is to, you know, making sure that your kid doesn't, uh, doesn't turn out to be, I don't know, unhappy, right?
2: Right. And it's like, when we talk about whether or not we should have more kids, I'm like, are we increasing the odds of having someone that isn't going to be like in a good space as an adult?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like you.
0: Well, I like the way you uh, termed it, John, too. Like you want them to be in a good space. You want them to be happy. Like, yeah, who cares what they're doing, but they, you just, of course want your children to be happy, loving people who, you know, are, are, joy and and find joy in life and you know you just hope that but I think that's all you can really do is hope for it and I don't know how much our decisions really play into that unfortunately so it sounds
1: like it it doesn't really matter how we parent is what you're telling me right so I can like scream my kids all I want I can let them eat junk food doesn't really matter they're gonna kind of turn out however they so- want
3: Here's the question: So, if you can't, if you're not going to take responsibility for your kid being unsuccessful or unhappy, can you take responsibility for your kid being happy and successful? Like, if your kid ends up being mm. like um, winning, you know, uh, Nobel the Nobel Peace Prize for some invention, as a parent, can you take
0: credit for that? Or... Yes.
2: Well, mm-hmm. I, think, <laughs> I think I think if you're like three for three Nobel prizes, yes. But if you're like. <laughs> You know, like one Nobel Prize, one in jail. Then you know. Mm,
0: right. Call it even. Oh, wash. Yeah. Ya. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, an interesting topic. Yeah.
2: Scares me to death.
1: You're a good so, dad, honey.
2: Mom, mom, Mom's the word.
1: So usually we do a mom's the word here. Um, but we're gonna let you do it. A dad's the word. Oh, this
2: is coming at this point in the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you ready ready Bring it on. on. Have one. Got one. Okay. Well, what is it?
2: Okay. Shout out to the picnic. Oh. oh. So, as we're all <laughs> working from home, and you know, someone uh, has kind of intruded into my home office. Okay. Every every day at eleven a.m., I take over with the kids. And the only way to make sure they're not like beating on the office door as uh, my wonderful wife is talking about temperatures um, is to leave. So what we have started doing is going on a picnic every single day and it's so tight like you know there's just this you can't like stay tight on
3: the podcast
2: there's yes just can. this like
3: you yes you can, yes you can.
1: So.
2: <laughs> there's just this like freedom I think the kids feel and like these like natural moments that occur when you're like sitting outside and I mean we're not breaking any ground here saying that nature is good for kids but like like Liesel like ripped a fat burp yesterday and like the three of us just like lost it (laughs) I'm like I was like if this happened inside this would not have happened you know this would not have happened I just think um (laughs) yeah I'm
1: glad that that's what's happening yeah
2: so you know you're encouraging your children take your kids outside Mm. to burp my well, pro- and they run time. around
1: and they get energy on. It's good. It's good for them.
2: Yeah. And, and like, I'm
1: sure you're feeding them, like, really healthy things, too, on these picnics. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I haven't
2: picked up any barbecue at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Chicken wings, maybe? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Lisa grubbed that tri- chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, Should
2: the we... cute- cutest thing in the world.
1: See, you see how the difference in our parenting? He <laughs> thinks it's the cutest thing in the world, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe she's eating chicken wings. Those are a reward-winning wing girl. Um, we should tell
3: you, John, that we've already talked about your um, chicken wing picnic. Chicken wing picnics. Yeah, yep. in a previous podcast. So oh, it's very okay. apropos that this is your, uh, your <laughs> very funny um, <laughs> dad's award.
0: Um, yeah. Also, this is the first time I think since we've been doing this that I really wish the podcast had video attached because I would love to be able to show everyone Ingrid's face <laughs> during this while John's Countless. talking about
1: it. Countless eye rolls over here. That's
2: my entire life. Uh. <laughs> anyway testing testing one two three four one two three four and other news so this is
0: um called my husband and i agree we'd have more than one agreed we'd have more than one child now he's changed his mind Ooh. um yeah dun 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 so this was interesting. It's, it's a woman who's writing in kind of for advice. Um, and she says they have a three-year-old. They'd always thought they'd have more than one kid. Um, but all of a sudden when she, you know, t- tried to talk to her husband about it, he said, no, I've changed my mind. Um, I don't uh, – oh, sorry. Um, the newsroom is calling me. Hold on. Let me – What? Sorry. What do those pesky people want? I know, right? Um – Okay, so um, so sh- the dad gives a number of reasons of why he doesn't want a second child. Uh, and let me just run through them real quickly because I think that this is a big part of it. Uh, the first child's birth was rough, mm-hmm. which is a notable concern. Um, a coworker can't get pregnant, and he doesn't want that coworker to feel bad if his wife gets, gets pregnant mm-hmm. again. Um, mm-hmm. A good friend just lost a newborn. Uh, stressed, He's stressed at work. You know, there's lots of stresses in life with a kid and work. Uh, If he's home with just the kid, the dad, it feels like he can't handle it. It's too much for him to be home with just the kid, just one kid. And also their first child was apparently in the NICU for a bit after birth. And if that happened now because of COVID, you know, they wouldn't be able to see the baby and there'd be lots of issues with that. Um, So first of all, let me just pause for a second and say, I feel like most of those reasons are kind of bogus. Right.
3: Well, and I mean, he the therapist who addresses this question basically says this is all leading up to him. Basically, the gist of this is is he has all these excuses. But the, the bottom line is, is he just doesn't want to have another kid right now. And he's not even sure why. because his answers are so kind of right. You know, day, you know yeah. yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the therapist goes on and, and kind of gives some advice on what this, this woman should do. And yeah, she talks about how the, 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 he doesn't really have a real answer as to why he doesn't want a kid. And she's suggesting take a breath, take a year off, you know, bring it up later. They're in their early thirties. So they've got kind of some time and just kind of give it, give it some time to simmer down and then, um, and then bring it up again. So from your perspective dad john as a dad um, what what would you say about this
2: well first of all i think i think all those reasons are like fine reasons not to want to have another kid however i don't believe those are the reasons why this dad does not want to have a kid yeah. um yeah i don't know man i mean that's that's tough i mean it, you got to both be be all on board um, so i i don't know I don't know,
1: what do you think? Well, first of all, this is this is a current article. And I think making any big family or relationship decisions during a global pandemic is the wrong thing to do, especially when it's something so such a big decision like this. So I think that's excellent advice from the therapist to say, like, let's hold off. I think that what she should do though is make a deal with her husband and say, Listen, I know you don't want a kid right now. And I promise I won't bother you for six, nine months or whatever, but promise me that you will have an open mind during this entire six months, 12 months, and then we will pick up the conversation. So don't close off the idea in your head because I don't want him sitting around for a year thinking no, just so he can repeat it. You know, as long as he's willing to have an open mind during this waiting period, then I think that that would be a fair solution. Yeah, that's good
0: advice, Ingrid. I know.
1: Thank you. I usually have good advice on I, honey. Therapist mm-hmm.
0: Ingrid.
3: Yeah, this is from slate.com, by the way. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. And um, I think it's fair that the therapist points out that, like, listen, is it possible that your husband has just, like, changed his mind? And, mm-hmm. like, that's just the truth? Like, there's not some deep psychological um, way to manipulate this or that he, like, m- he might just not come around. Like, people, as we just talked about in our first article, people have free will and, like, people change their mind you made those decisions before you had one kid and then, you know, circumstances and your life has changed and now you feel differently. It's like kind of like the conundrum of being married and being in a relationship with someone. Right. Is that so, like, people have like the right to be like, listen, I know I said this, but now I feel this way.
2: I wonder why he, he doesn't say that. Do you think he doesn't realize that?
3: Um, I think what, like just what this therapist said and what we've sort of talked about is that yes, Exactly. Like he doesn't know exactly what he doesn't yeah. have all these like, like, like Ingrid mentioned, like all of these things that are kind of like, that's the situation right now, but may not be the situation in nine months, 10 months, like you're not might not always have this coworker. there's not always going to be a global pandemic, uh, you know, all of those things. So to make such a big decision based on things that could be temporary. It makes me think that he just – I've changed my mind, and it's, like, hard for me to specifically say why other than, like, I just don't want do like, really to do it. Like it's not fair to the wife
1: because, I mean, in this article, he she says when we got married, he said he wanted, like, three kids, and mm-hmm. that's what she was agreeing to, thinking they're going to have this big, beautiful family. So, I mean, maybe it wasn't, like, in their vows when they were getting married, but that's what she understood, yeah. and that was kind of their deal. It's kind of like, you know – you know, you're going to be in love with me. I'm going to be in love with you for better, for worse. Like, oh, and we're going to have all these kids. Like, now you're taking one of those away.
2: Yeah, but also in your vows, you're, like, committing to be with your your partner no matter what,
1: you right. know? And, like, and that and whoever, doesn't... Yeah, well, of course.
2: <clears throat>
3: whoever said that, like, marriage is fair? Like, you just said, like, that's not fair. Well, like, what is... I mean, let's be real. We're all married and, like, in relationships.
0: Like, what is fair? Like, that's just not how you know, it's just like not how life works. Right. Um, I had a conversation with my doctor at one point, um, about the, do we have another kid conversation? And she made a point that I hadn't really thought of from a doctor's perspective of you need to both be on the exact same page because I don't want to see this decision break up a marriage.
1: Um,
0: and I mean, who knows, maybe she's seen that and, in her work as, as an OBGYN, but I, I was kind of like, ooh. And, you know, you think about it, it's such a big decision. It's such a big decision, right? Like, the your kids, your family, that's your whole life. I mean, that's a huge, huge decision. There's financial repercussions. there There's a lot to consider when you're thinking about that. So um, that kind of hit home to me that, like, yeah, like, this is a big, big thing. And you, you really do have to be on the exact same page uh, because it could have very terrible um, – you know, impact on on your, your marriage if, if you're not on the same page with this. Yeah. And then, of course, your kids, yeah. too. Like, if you're splitting up, like, that's, that's, right. that's like, terrible. Ugh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you don't want, like, one of the parent who did not want to have the kid to, like, have spite towards the kid. That, right. You know, they were kind of forced to have, almost.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Which, you know, could be someone's natural reaction if they didn't want to have a kid.
1: Should be awful.
2: Which would be awful. That yeah. person. I don't like that person.
0: <laughs> um, are you guys Bottom holding line, hands right now? P.S.? Are you?
1: Oh God, no. Oh, it looked like, like you were like... like. He's too hot. I'm not gonna. He's like, was... he's gonna... He's like... He's radiating heat over here. Like hot, that...
3: like temperature <laughs> hot, or like hot, like. <laughs> like like he's hot. not gonna get
1: into a doctor's office because they're gonna shoot at the temperature <laughs> thing, <on him>. <laughs> and <laughs> and, it's temperature. and it's, and it's going to say you're too. It's too high, and you can't come in. Poor John. He hasn't heard the other podcast we're talking about. Oh, I mean, about. your mustache makes you look very hot. Oh Again, wish you had video.
3: <laughs> Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. Who is this from? This is from... Do I know where this is from? Oh, it's from Fatherly. Fatherly, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, This is a shout out to you, John Fatherly. Um, So this is uh, so Fatherly um, got in touch with eleven dads who share the wisdom that helped them get through the toddling years, and uh, this was super because, of course, like I'm like in the throes of it right now. River is like every. She is like every toddler right now. And I liked looking at some of this stuff because um, there were a couple that really stood out to me that I was like, yeah, like, hi, Katie, you know, some of this stuff, like, why are you doing this? Um, the first one is, um, the first one that resonated with me, don't obsess over food. Mm-hmm. Um, River and I had a knockdown drag out fight on Sunday evening because like, she just was like, I don't, I don't want to like sit in my high chair. I don't want to stand in my chef's table thing. Like I'm not interested in eating. And so she was crying, you know, laying on the floor and I was yelling at her and then Brian was yelling at her. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm like done with this. So she like walked away. And then like 30 minutes later, she was like ready to get in her high chair and like ate her chicken nuggets. Like it was nobody's business. And I was, I thought to myself, what, like, why am I doing this? And so, um, the advice from, from this one father is, um, it's actually from his therapist. And he says, my therapist told me that it's not healthy to make food a power struggle when you're raising a toddler because then it becomes a negative experience for you and the child. This is something this, – this person shall remain nameless, but I actually know a couple um, pre-kid. Um, I knew them pre-kid who would always fight with their toddler over eating, and it would drive Brian and I crazy. And we were really like, why do they do this? It's making it such a miserable situation. So I just find it ironic that, like, here I am, a parenting, doing that sa- parent doing that same exact thing. Um
1: you guys have food struggles? Yeah. Oh yeah. Popsicle struggles in our house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, we had one of those yesterday. You think one popsicle is enough for a kid, but not not so much. He broke into the freezer, stole another one. <gasps> oh, it was a big thing.
2: Liesl's um, a really good eater. She loves she loves chicken spicy wings? things. She loves chicken wings. You know, she goes straight at that thing. Um <gasps> A barbecue fan,
1: she doesn't eat food really at all, except for she loves like pork.
2: Yeah, you're right, yeah, that's meat. My girl. She's like a meat eater, oh gosh, but she also likes <laughs> spicy things. She does
1: like spicy things,
3: yeah, really.
1: Yeah.
3: She's like has an adventurous palate, is basically what you're saying for a one year old, yeah,
2: daddy's girl. I like that. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Hartman's an awful eater, and like, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like. I feel like we have gotten to that point of just, like, giving up. Like, I'm not counting how many blueberries you eat anymore. No,
1: we did get – yeah, and you know what? Mealtime is a lot less stressful now. Yeah. Like, we had a nice piece of fish and asparagus last night, and I didn't put it on their plate because I know I'm supposed to, but I'm just so tired of trying that they had, like, corn, hot dogs, and, like, some fruit. I can't remember. But either way, like, and it makes – you know what? And then we can enjoy our dinner.
2: It's like when Hartman was – You know, the only child we had, we were, like, so focused on what he was eating. And now we have two kids, and we're just like... "Eh," So focused on what
1: we're eating.
0: (laughs) Um, Literally, I, we, I found some, I, like, cleaned out the car and found some stale goldfish. And so I just dumped them in the dog bowl, you know, because the dog will eat anything. Except then I looked down later and realized Bennett was sitting on the floor eating the stale goldfish out oh, of God. the dog
1: bowl. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: It's I've better than the River, dog food. I've seen mm-hmm. River do the same. Ex- I mean, I'm pretty sure that River has actually eaten
3: dog food. And I've yeah. seen oh, her yeah. eat, like, table scraps out of Annie's. Um, that's, like, bed in there for, like, an hour or two oh, out yeah. of Annie's bowl. So, I mean, they're no worse for wear. They're
2: fine. Food waste with kids is insane. Oh, yeah.
3: Though why why you guys need to get a dog. Johnny, yeah, I know when like I was hearing that, that,
2: that's what I was thinking when you guys were yeah. saying that. Yeah.
1: It was fine. That, that when would you make weren't... me feel
2: better than like throwing away all that food.
1: Well, when you're not on a diet though, it little goes to waste because those kid quesadillas <laughs> that we get at the restaurant <laughs> somehow magically don't make it into the to-go box. I see what but you're now saying. there's like so many more leftovers all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will God. say it is
0: it is really easy to just eat what is in the bowl if it's you know something that's totally grilled cheese yeah. to sitting there.
2: Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna have to yeah or like Um, macaroni
0: and cheese
2: yeah so i've thought about this before like what is your favorite kid food that you've rediscovered as a parent
1: Mm. i like goldfish
2: like chicken nuggets whole whole milk has been one i've discovered that yeah i didn't have whole Whole milk in like 25 Uh, years until right i I was like brian's like the
3: same way In fact, we just went to the pediatrician yesterday, and she was like, "You can just start giving her like one percent or two percent." And then I came home and told Brian that, and he was like, "What? No, no, let's let's, enjoying this. Let's
2: get a second opinion.
3: (laughs) We need a new doctor."
0: Um, I have to say, I like kind of might love mac and cheese. I do too. Yes, there's a certain brand. Every time, every time we're at a restaurant, and they specifically, they have restaurants. You guys might know of this, this one that has really good mac and cheese, walk, mm-hmm. And so our kids love to go there and they love to order the mac and cheese. And every time they do, I'm like secretly like, yes, like I can have a couple bites of that mac and yeah. cheese. Because oh, it I is mean, kind of nice because you can be like, oh, the kids wanted it. But let sorry. me just make sure it's not hot. Yes. Karen, is
3: that why you had three kids so that you could like secretly just enjoy all of their. Just eat as Reese much yes. mac and cheese as I yeah, want? Mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's much Anything else good. in this this article that stood out to you guys? Uh, I like the allow natural consequences. Ah, you would like that one. I was like, oh my God, they they let, they let this kid get burnt. Are you going to read what it is? Oh yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta let fire. him figure it out. Yeah. You know how we, like, let, I'm, like, kind of like, yeah, go climb up there. This and is, if you fall down, like, this you is, learn not to do it again. This is a
3: dad who said he burned his, his hand on a candle when he was a toddler. His mom warned him a couple of times and then just let it happen. And from there, there on, he knew uh, not to touch a candle. I mean, I guess as long as you don't, like, you know, light your uh, clothing
0: on fire. And I mean, you don't, it don't like, house, it's all good. Give them a knife or something. But yeah, like and within yeah. reason, I think sometimes if but they yeah. keep wanting to do stuff, you just let okay, like you're old enough, you're four, whatever, like try it and see how That's you sure. hire.
2: Ta- see what yeah, happens. time to set up some candles in your room. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go for it. Here's some fireworks. No. Um anyway, I think this
3: article has if you're dealing with a toddler and you're looking for some good advice or maybe just a way to be like, Hey, I just need to like not care for a minute, read it, read that article because it'll help you. Um, Feel better about your parenting. Um, so let's can we are we it okay? Can we move on to yeah, our yeah um, yeah. This is like our it's this is in place. Of John our doesn't win of the know
1: week. about this. Oh, oh.
0: Win of the week. John, oh. this is a quiz. We have a quiz. Ooh. This is um, our win of the week. Is how yes. well do you know your
3: wife? Yes. Oh. So some of these are like specific, solid answers we need from you, and then others it's you and Ingrid weighing in, and we're going to see if you guys um, seem to agree. So are you ready?
2: Yes. Isn't this a game show on TV? Yeah,
0: it's oh, like sure. the honeymoon game, know. except yeah, like parents okay. and with kids, except the animals. Yeah, okay. So like okay.
2: Ashton Kutcher isn't about to bust in here, is he? No.
0: Uh, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, John, what is Ingrid's favorite color?
2: Turquoise.
0: Yes! Woo! Um, <laughs> easy. That was an
3: easy one. That's one. Different.
2: I'm gonna
0: try okay, what see. about Ingrid's favorite song?
2: Um, Shallow from that movie.
1: Stop it. Wow. Right? That yeah, is what I I said.
2: Easy. But I, I
1: really him. had to think about that. Um, so I'm surprised that that's what you thought of.
2: I mean, I literally got my homie to, like, sing it to you on the guitar one time. It's true.
3: Wow. It. Okay, well, there we go. All right, so um, what is Ingrid's favorite holiday?
2: Halloween.
3: Mm. Ooh. So this was a tricky one because Ingrid wrote Christmas and then she put comma Halloween is a close second. And I got to be honest, Ingrid, I would have guessed Halloween for you, too. I would have, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. It
1: used to be. But in recent years now that I have kids, like kids just Christmas, Christmas is so better, special. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Um, I think we'll give you like a half a point for that one. John. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Half point. Half point.
3: Yeah. OK. Um, so this one is for both of you. Who is most likely to deal with a spider?
2: John.
1: Uh, (laughs) Why is this such (laughs) a hard (laughs) question?
2: I mean, I don't really like spiders that much. Well, who likes spiders? Um, Do you
1: scream for me to come get the spiders?
2: I would say I have made more spiders leave our house than you have.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Angry says the same thing. What about who takes longer to get ready? Is that real? <laughs> okay, keep in mind your mustache now. You've got the mustache now to worry about. I mean, do you have to like so does that have change to anything? That? Does that do you
1: have at any
2: that? time? Dog, I'm ready in under five.
1: That is so not true. You take so long in the bathroom, the shower, the poop. I mean, all your all your things.
2: No, it's not true. I'm ready in under five.
1: But yeah, I take a lot longer to get okay. ready. So that's all right. Um, who, who is funniest? Mm. Who do you think is funnier? I mean. You can answer. Truth
2: I mean, line. clearly me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the Ashton <laughs> Kutcher joke was really a good one. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> we, <we're, laughs> <we're>, you
3: are. <laughs> You're heartless. Yeah. Heartless. You really got a, a laugh
2: track on this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, who is the most Which, fashionable? Yeah, we, should, we should say, hold on. that Ingrid said she's the funniest. So. I said was funniest. Oh, yeah. Disag- yeah, yeah disagreement yeah. there. Yeah. I thought okay. that was like I figured that was like an obvious an obvious okay. one. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> who is the most fashionable? This one is a toss up.
0: I got it. <laughs> I think so. Oh, John is stroking his mustache it's as
1: he podcasts again. Thank uh, you. Well, <laughs> <I think it's- laughs> what do you think? You got to answer the questions, honey.
2: Um, Who I mean, is more fashionable? You.
1: Oh.
3: Oh. So I, can- I feel like that was begrudgingly, by <laughs> well, the way. But- you,
2: you certainly are more mindful of your fashion than I am.
1: Okay, okay. I will say this if it costs things- money on clothes. That's not true. That is 100%. I buy five
2: shirts at H&M False. twice a year.
1: You each, buy wardrobes every season. When it
2: becomes hot outside, I go to h and and buy five shirts. When it becomes cold outside, I go to H&M.com and buy five shirts But it gets cold and year. hot like and four times a year. That's like $75. And that's $150 a year I mm, spend on clothes.
1: No, that is so not true. I wore my clothes from the previous year. You buy all new ones every season. No, I buy season.
2: five new shirts each year, each season. Five
1: new shirts, five new shirts each, each, season. Season. each season. From H&M.com. Oh, um <laughs> listen
3: here is
2: a lot of shirt i spend like uh, 20 minutes a season on this okay,
0: okay. I, I i don't know the answer to that but i will say and katie i don't know if this is going to offend brian um i would i would go down the limb and say if it makes you feel better of the three anchor dads i would say you're the most fashionable
2: yeah, i think it's a tie well no.
3: i will say that that will offend brian but i'm also <laughs> going to say that maybe maybe offend. he won't listen <laughs> no he will are you kidding he's like literally probably standing outside this door taking notes for his turn wait so would he say he's the most fashionable i mean he would just be like i don't know why you don't think i'm fashionable even though i still wear that snap button shirt that <laughs> i wore on our first date 10 years ago you know what i'm saying like one of those yeah, cowboy yeah. shirts that have the snap button oh
1: <laughs> john you were one of those so i think one of our first dates
2: nice
1: but he gave it away like 10 years ago oh no we still have it like literally
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, so I, gave it Brent. I gave it to Brian. I gave it
3: to Brian. Um, who is the better driver?
2: Oh god, that's definitely me. Oh, definitely Yeah,
1: I'm not the best, what best said. driver. Have you guys ever seen those people who like to drive slowly in in the left lane? And, <laughs> is that you, John. <gasps> and they don't like to move over for other vehicles. No. He's he's that guy. Why? And I'm like, John, get over. There's cars behind us. And you're like, but I'm going eight miles over the speed limit. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't matter how fast you're going; they want to go faster than you, so you have to. Yeah, well, to the I right
2: don't side. want them putting other people in danger.
1: Well, you're putting I'm, us in danger. you cons- cons-
2: consider <laughs> everyone else on the road?
0: You're such a nice guy. Trying wow. to save all the families on the road. I love good. it. So,
2: no matter how good or bad of a driver I am, okay. no matter who I'm in the whip with, like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm one of those guys who has to be in control. Like like I have to be driving like you when know, we really. when we drove to when we drove from North Carolina to Oregon I drove literally I think you drove like for
1: like 20 three months, hours
2: maybe. out of the whole thing <laughs> like and it's not because like I don't trust her or whatever like she's a good driver for someone that's not me but I just can't I, I just like have to be driving oh
0: okay I I, I can see that yeah I think Gregory would say the same thing. Guys just Gre- like to I be, think be in this control. Is, this like yeah. might be like a man thing. Yeah, yeah I think it uh, is. Yeah. It's a man skill. Yeah. Okay. I don't,
2: I,
3: don't
2: I don't like. I don't like this gender identity stuff.
0: Well, sometimes oh. the truth hurts. I mean, yes. let's just be real. All right, last question. Who's the better dancer?
2: <laughs> Your boy's got moves, right?
1: <laughs> I'm the one who's had professional dance lessons. Oh. So. oh.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When it
1: comes to like, you know, ballroom dancing, at least
2: oh. I have that. I, I've never been good at things with my feet. Like I'm slow. Like my ah. reputation in high school is like I could turn a triple into a single. Um I was never good at soccer, but I was better at like basketball and baseball, like the hand sports. And yeah, which, um
1: yeah. That's something. Could never That's like something.
2: skateboard. No. So like the feet things, which is like dancing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I could, like, raise the roof.
1: No, right. you like to dance. You're, you're like, on the dance are floor you guys, like,
3: I was just going to say, are you guys, like, one of those couples who, like, hit the dance floor immediately at a wedding, or, like, you kind of... I mean, we're not
2: immediately. We're, as we're soon no as, Zach like, Green and Lauren, but...
1: As soon as, like, you know, we have a couple drinks, then, like, we don't care, like, that we're bad dancers. We just dance. It's fun. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. wait, you never answer the question, John.
2: Yeah, she's the better dancer. Okay. Okay.
0: You guys so... are pretty
3: good. You did do pretty good. I mean, I'm going to say, John, you nailed, like, those first couple of questions, um, the, like, concrete ones, like, favorite song, favorite color, like. Yeah. I mean, I would say. Solid. If you want my, like, solid opinion, Ingrid, I would say, like, keep them around.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: You guys should probably just keep at it. Yeah. I
0: would. Uh I would.
1: Well, we're in quarantine together, so there's no end in sight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, thanks for coming on. It was so fun to have you.
2: Well thanks for having me. Again, my uh my dreams have finally been answered, so
0: You're welcome. You set the bar pretty high for the other anchor dads, so Oh
3: they're well gonna done. kill it. They're gonna kill it. Well that maybe you can julep. all have a maybe you can all have a mint julep together when this is all said and done <laughs> and break it down. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you guys for listening. Remember, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. And leave us some reviews. And um, if you're a dad out there and listening, let John know how you feel about all of this yeah. dads, all these sure. dad things. Right?
2: That would be awesome. Okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.
2: Bye. Ankle Moms, the podcast.